We're on page 17 on Ois Hay of the Mimer. Just to recap the previous Seif, we ended off with a question, how can the tense Firis, it says that the, the creation of the worlds of the created worlds of Briya comes about through the divine energy being channeled through the tense Firis of Atsilis. Like it says in many places, through the ten utterances of the world was created, which is the ten utterances are parallel to the ten spheres. And he explained how the first two utterances connect to Chachma and Bina. But then we asked the question that it's not understood. The ten spheres of Attilus are literally godliness. Like it says, then the worlds of Biyar, they come into an a, a existence of a Yesh, feeling their own entity, their own independent existence. So how could it be that from the ten spheres of Atzilus, which are literally godly, there should be, bring about worlds which are totally diametrically opposite of this feeling of godliness, of the created worlds, which are limited, and they feel their own existences as to be separate from godliness. So how could this be? Such a production from such a level of pure godliness. And then we end, so that's how we ended off, that even though um, the Spheres of Atsilis are also a certain a creation, like it says, but it's a different type of creation of just a a diminished, condensed ray of godliness compared to the essence of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem. But the creations of the worlds of Biyah from the Spheres of Atsilis is literally a Yashmi Ayn. Um, but still, it's a question that how could it be, even though the Spheres of Atsilis are just a from Hashem's essence? That's why they're called Yashmi'ayin, Chochmi'ayin Timotze. Nevertheless, they are still Elikus Mamish, literally godly. So how could it be that they should be created from this godly existence, creations which are totally diametrically opposite created beings, Yesh and Nidim and Nifra, they seem like they're opposite from their source, separate from their source. So to explain that, we said in Seif Dalid, the creation of the Yesh, is only brought about through Shvira Sakelim of the world of Teu, the shattering of the vessels of Teu. That when the vessels of the ten spheres of Teu broke, then the lights, the infinite, intense revelation of divine energy that was in the world of Teu, of chaos, was removed from the light, from these vessels, and the broken vessels fell down into the Yeshus of the world, and what is basically what allowed for the existence of Yeshus, because in order to bring about an entity which is totally opposite of its source, it has to be through a way of Nefila of a falling, and that's this idea of breaking the vessels. It would never come about through just a natural um, chain-like descent of yesh yesh from one existence to another existence, more and more condensed, till it brought about a yesh. That would never be. A yesh is totally opposite of this reality of elikus mamish. So it have to be through an afila, and the shvita, shvita of the kalim. So then we go on to explain, to understand the idea of kalim, shvita of kalim. What is this idea of kalim in general? It is usually expressed with the idea of letters. And the breaking of the kalim means the breaking of the letters. So oisius in general are kalim, or channels for an idea. Just like a vessel contains within it, whatever you put in it, so too letters contain within it an intellectual idea. So, and, and within, within this idea that intellectual concepts are expressed through letters, there's four different ways that the intellectual ideas can be expressed through letters. One and each one is higher than the other. One is the revelation of the intellectual idea, which is expressed in the actual um, lines that, the le- that each letter is made up of, meaning each letter is made up of different lines. The Aleph has two Yuds, one on the top right, one on the bottom left, and then the Vav in between. So each one of those letters expresses an idea 
in and of itself. The Yud expresses an idea, the Vav and the Yud of the Aleph. The second idea, because every day, any, any, any concept of Ois, which implies Gili. And then the second level of revelation of intellectual ideas through the Oisius, through these Kalin, these channels of letters, is revelation of the intellectual idea which is revealed in the actual form of the whole letter. Meaning, when you have the whole letter all together, like Aleph, the way that you write it is a Yud above, a Yud below, and the Vav in, in between. So these three letters, how they come together, that's how you build up the Ois Aleph. That's how you make the Ois Aleph. Each one of these letters in and of themselves has their own explanation. But when you build the Aleph, then they all come together. And they also get a higher explanation, a higher revelation of an intellectual idea when you combine them all together. And they explain the example of that is Aleph hints to the Yud above is the Yeshamiti, the true existence of Hashem's true essence. And then the Yud below hints to the Yeshanivra, the created entity, the created existence. And the Vav between them is the Ayin, which unifies these, the yesh, these two um, yeshes. Because <coughs> we said that the creation of the Yeshanivra, the created existence, which is an independent entity, feels it's supposed to be independent. It can only be through the true independent existence, which is Hashem's essence, which is to- totally independent, doesn't have a source. And the way to bring together these two yeshes only through the ayin. And that's this idea that the yud, these two yuds, they touch on the top side and the bottom side of this vav, which the vav is the um, ayin, which unifies the two levels of yesh. So, we said that the way that the bringing into being of the yesh, the yesh anivra from the yesh of the amiti, is through the concealment and the hiding of the creator from the creation. Meaning, that the essence of Hashem is what brings into being this entity, this yesh, which feels itself to be independent. And that's why it's basically a reflection of the true independent existence. Therefore, it brings about a created existence, which feels itself to be independent. However, the way that it can be brought about, this existence is only through the concealment of the creator from the creation. If there would be a revelation of the creator, then there would be the bitala nivra, it would be totally nullified and not exist and it would be as if it never existed. Just like the example it says in Chazal, Hashem extended his little finger amongst the angels and burned them up, meaning that he revealed a little bit more of their ability to contain of divine revelation, and therefore their existence was totally nullified, and, um, and they basically stopped existing, overwhelmed by this intense revelation. And every single entity basically has a certain amount which can contain from, the, from godliness, Higher level of beings, lower level of beings, spiritual, physical, they all have their how much it can contain from the godliness, which is a, a godly measure which Hashem basically implanted into each being how much it can contain. The fact that every single creation has a specific amount which it contain. And so too, this applies to the creation of the Yesha Nivra, that it has a specific measure known to Hashem that it can contain. And the only way that it can contain any revelation of divinity is through the concealment of the Creator from the creation. And this concealment was within this Vav, this Ayin, between the two Yeshes, which is the Vav and Mutza between these two, between these two Yuds. And then we finally explain what is this idea of the two Yuds touching on one side of the Vav, the upper side and the lower side, is basically this idea that the between the Yesh Hamiti and the Yesh Nivra, there is two levels of Ayin. There's the Ayin of the Yesh Hamiti and the Ayin of the Yesh Nivra. Just to clarify this a little bit more, 
and to correct what I said in the pre- in the previous year, the ayin of the Yeshamiti, I said correctly, is basically this level of divinity, which is a revelation from Hashem's true essence. But still, compared to, even though this is an infinite revelation, unlimited revelation, compared to Hashem's true essence, it's just a external revelation. Therefore, it's considered ayin, nothing compared to the Hashem's true essence. But still, this is now the process of going down to relate to the created beings. It's an re- infinite revelation of Hashem, not the Hashem's true essence. And then there's the ayin of the Yeshanivra, which is this, basically this level of divinity, which is now the source, the indirect source for creation, getting closer and closer to creation. But this is the other level of the ayin, which basically connects the Yeshamiti to the Yeshanivra. But here's the ayin of the Yeshanivra, which is signified by the yud, the point of the yud touching from the bottom side of the vav. The Ayn of the Yesha Nivra, I said earlier, is the referring to a level of divinity which is called Ayn in the perspective of the Yesh, of the created Yesh, the created entity. It's Ayn in the sense where it's built Musug, built Nirgush. It's not felt, it's not sensed, it's not comprehended because it's above our perception, above our ability to grasp. And I said before I was referring to the area of a Malikalman. But really it's not, because a Malikalman is something which we can comprehend, which we can feel, which we can have an understanding. It's that's the Mugbal Mutsumsum which we can relate to. The Ayin of the Yesha Nivra is a level of divinity more synonymous with Seviv Kalamun, which is above our ability to comprehend. And therefore it's called Seviv. It's encompassing in the sense where it's above being revealed within us because of our limited abilities to contain. So this is the Ayin of the Yesha Nivra. But basically these two levels of Ayin are what connect uh, two stages in the connection of the Yeshamiti to the Yesha Nivra. So we see from all this, in this second stage of revelation of the intellectual idea through the actual formation of the whole letter, com- composed of all the letters, all the different different letters coming together, we see that the revelation of Seichel, which shines through the Ais Aleph, is a revelation of Seichel a lot different from the revelation of the Seichel, which is revealed in the three letters, Yud, Yud, and Vav, themselves, independently, not, not how they all come together. Because when you bring them all together, then you get this whole idea of the Yeshanimiti, Yeshanivra, the Ayin Be'emtza, and how unifying them is a whole new concept, which is a lot greater than just the expression of each one of these ideas in and of themselves. And the third level of revelation of intellect through the letters is the revelation of the intellect, which shines through the com- combination of letters to form words. Like Sefer Yitzhak says that two stones can build two, um, two houses, three stones can build six houses, which means to say that when you have two letters, you can combine it in two different ways. Aleph and Beis can be Av, Uba, Father, or Come, which both, when you combine these letters, express these ideas of a father or idea of coming, arriving somewhere. The third level in the revelation of intellectual ideas, which come about not just through the actual formation of the whole letter, but of the combination of the letters into a word. Now we'll start Sif Hey. Starting Ois Hey, Vihine so now the third level of the revelation of intellect through in, through letters is through a word, a mixture, a combination of letters. Now you have a higher level of revelation of intellect through the combination of words together, not just of letters to make one word, but of words now to make a sentence. So this is a higher level where you can express an even greater idea through many words together to form a complete thought. Just like when you mix letters, you combine letters together to make one word. 
now you have an additional revelation of intellect which is coming through this word as opposed to how it's just expressed in the letter compared to the revelation of intellectual idea which is expressed just through the formation of the letter through the formation of the letter it's built up of d- different letters like we said concerning the Aleph, the Yeshamiti, the Yeshanivra, the Ayin Be'emtza because the revelation of the intellectual idea which shines and is revealed through the shape of the letter is just a hint to this idea which is expressed in the shape of this letter. But when you have the revelation of an intellectual idea which shines through, which is expressed through the combination of letters into one word, that is a truly detailed expression, revelation of an intellectual idea. You just take one letter, it's just hinting. This letter is hinting to a greater idea, like we had to explain a whole half a page in order to understand what that idea was, because it was just hinted to in this one shape of this letter, being made up of two yuds and above and in between. But when you have a combination of letters to make up a word, not it's not anymore a hint to an idea, it expresses in detail the idea. Av tells you this is a father. But is this is the idea of coming, the verb to come, to arrive somewhere, to go somewhere. Whereas it's not a hint anymore. This is a detail expressing the actual idea. This is the difference, this idea we're talking about here, that how the, the intellectual idea expressed through just a hint, through a the shape of the letter, whereas the intellectual idea expressed through the actual um, word, the actual word combination of letters, is the difference. It explains the other places between the idea of oisis meidos and oisis machkimos, letters which shine, which illuminate, and letters which actually give wisdom. The gili erasechal habav is between us oisis hemrak oisis meidos. When you have a relational intellectual idea which comes through a hint in the shape of the letter, that's just the idea of oisis meidos, of letters which shine. This is just like the idea of a, a, a simon that you make for something. Meaning it's a sign which hints you, tells you, reminds you of a big, a, a broader idea. I've heard the example sometimes of the idea of a flag of a country. It's representing a broader idea of the whole country, but it's it's just a hint. Uh, it's just a scene, it's a simon of something greater. So too, this idea of the intellectual idea expressed through the shape of the letter is... The concept of oisis meidis, there is an idea of letter which shines, but it's not, it's just shining through a way of a hint, hinting to a greater idea. Which is not the case when you have a revelation of the intellectual idea, which is expressed through an actual word. This is a literal revelation of the intellectual idea of, of intellectual light, which is the concept of oisis machkimis, letters which actually give you to understanding which give wisdom, which you can actually understand of concept through them without having to understand the whole what this what this st- stands for, what this simon tells you. The letter, the, the combination of the letters themselves, which makes this word actually gives you wisdom, un- helps you understand what the idea that's being channeled through these letters is telling you. Now let's take it to the fourth level now, this fourth way of an expression, expression of intellectual idea through letters, which is when you combine words together to make a sentence. Now when you bring combined words together, the intellectual idea shines through these 
combination of words, it says a lot higher level of an intellectual idea than is expressed in each word in and of itself, independently. So with just a word, you can only express what this word is telling you, Father, come. But when you put these things together, the Father came, so now you're expressing a greater idea, a lot higher idea. You can express a whole thought, whereas just as opposed to just one concept, which is expressed in a word. Meaning to say that even though the, every word has its own intellectual idea, which, is it, which it is expressing, its own unique intellectual idea, when you combine these words together to form a sentence, where you get a whole concept, a whole idea expressed through these words, then you get a whole Indian now, not just a hasaga miyuchedis, a unique idea, a unique intellectual idea expressed in the definition of the word, now you get a whole idea, there's a lot higher level of intellect which is shining through this sentence, this is not mean, that when you mix all these, when you combine all the words together, then the unique, the individual intellectual ideas which each word expresses become totally misbattled, nullified, and uh, pale in the light of the great concept, the greater concept which is being expressed in the sentence. That is not the concept here, that in each individual idea expressed in these words is being nullified. The contrary, each unique idea expressed, the definition of each word stays in its place. It doesn't become ois mitzis. It's still av means av, ba means ba. But now you have a combination of all of them coming together. They each keep their own definition. But now when you combine all these words together, now the idea which is expressed is in a lot higher level. Turning the page, a lot higher than the intellectual idea, the definition which is expressed in each word independently. So not that the general idea nullifies the definition and takes away from the definition of each word. Rather, no. When you combine all these definitions together, it expresses a greater idea, a lot higher level, but it's still taking into account the definition of each word independently. Now, let's understand this whole idea here of the idea of the highest expression of intellectual idea expressed when you put a bunch of words together to form a complete idea, a sentence, we, we will understand this through the specific wording of the bracha, the blessings that we say to Hashem. Blessed are you Hashem, our God, the King of the world. All these six words are they have their own unique definitions, which imply intellectual ideas, express individual intellectual ideas. Each one of these words independently has shines within it, and through it, a revelation of an intellectual idea, of a definition, a specific, unique definition. But when you mix them, when you combine them together to form a sentence, a complete idea, the intellectual idea which is expressed through all the mixture, combination of all these words coming together is an intellectual idea which supersedes, which goes over, which is loftier than all these intellect- individual 
definitions of these words in themselves. When you combine them together, then you have a which which is totally lofty and above ascends above all the individual definitions. It's not the taich. It doesn't mean that at this moment when you put all the words together, each one's definition is lost. Rather, no. All the definitions, the definitions of each word still stay, but now when you put them together, you come out with an even higher level of intellectual idea, which is expressed when you combine all these definitions together. So now let's explain this idea, how it applies to these six words of the Baruch HaTashem and the Kedem HaLech so each word now in and of itself. The word Baruch individually has its own definition. Pirusha gebenched means blessed, ungeloipt, or um, believed. So that's the idea of Baruch. Uh, benched, blessed, believed. Ata, uh, now the word Ata, the next word, Pirusha du means you. Shuhu amira which was the definition, the idea which is expressed here. Um, or Baruch, the translation is blessed. But what is the idea expressed in it? The Haskolam Yuchedes, the Hasaga, is the idea of being blessed, being believed in. Ata just means you, the translation. What's the idea? It's when you mean, when you, it means that you're talking to somebody directly, the person that's right in front of you. And when we're talking to Hashem, we, we, when we say Ata, we refer directly to Hashem's very essence, to because Hashem in His very essence fills the whole earth. There's no place which is void of him. So therefore, when you say Atta, the only thing which you can be referring to is Hashem's very essence. So that's what Atta refers to. Whereas who, the word who, him, it refers to a level of divinity which is um, above our comprehension, which is um, infinite and above our ability to comprehend. That's why it says who, Lashen Nister, the hidden, the third person. Whereas here, we're direct, directly talking to Hashem. That can only be referring to Hashem's essence, who is not described as something which is something, a level of divinity which is above our comprehension. Farkert, uh, the essence of Hashem is found everywhere. Whereas higher levels of revelations of divinity, which are expressions, meaning lower levels from Hashem's very essence, these are above our ability to comprehend. Whereas Hashem's essence is um, found everywhere. That's like it says in Megil Sester, Terer Megil Sester, because Hashem's essence is found equally everywhere, the name of Hashem is Shagar B'fi Koyl, is, is um, regular for everyone to mention. Because we, we say Baruch Hashem, referring to directly to Hashem's essence, is something which we're all aware of. So that's what Atta implies, this concept of Hashem's very essence. Now, we come to um, Havaya. Baruch Atta Havaya, the third word. Pirushei B'Shefer, that implies, and the definition is, uh, the Creator. To create, to bring it to being. So that is already expressing a whole idea. There's no really translation for Havaya. It's one of the names of Hashem, and it implies how Hashem is the creator of all the worlds. From Lashem Mahavet. He's Havus. Alekenu, the next word, our God. Translation, Pirushe, Unzura God Baruchu. The translation is our God, blessed is He. And that implies that He is our God. That's the idea, which we're saying that Hashem relates to us and takes care of us and cares about us. Melech, Pirushei Kenik, and King translates to king, and the whole idea of a king, king, which that contains, the whole idea of kingship, what a king is. And Oilam Pirushei Velt, and the word Oilam translates as world. So we see from this example that each in 
each and every word in and of itself independently has a specific intellectual idea, a definition which it contains, which is a um, a scholar pratis, unique individual definition, idea, which is expressed in a clear way, in a masudic way, in a um, orderly way, within each word. Even the two words, Havaya and Alekenu, which is the Creator and our God, even though, so these two words, which seemingly are very similar, they're both referring to Hashem, so even though the general content of them is the same idea, which basically means to refer to Hashem, Havaya and Alekenu, Alekim, are both names of Hashem, and Getlechkeit, meaning godliness, Nevertheless, even though their definition, their content is very similar, but they each have their own intellectual ideas which they're expressing. The Havaye, what's the difference? Havaye implies the idea which is expressed, the intellectual idea of Isavas, of creation, bringing to being. What's the concept which this expressed, this, this unique concept, only expressed in the word Havaye, in the name of Havaye? The quote from Simon Tanya, Simon Chafa, Vigiras only Hashem in his very essence has the ability to create something from nothing, from the total nothingness. That's the idea of the, the musag of Yishavus, of creation, implying that what can create, only Hashem in his very essence has this ability to create. Whereas lower levels of divinity are already defined, already have a certain seer, therefore they cannot bring a new being out of nothing. So, this idea, which is expressed in the word Havaya, in the name of Havaya, comes into a comprehended way. We can understand it. Being that Hashem in His very essence is independent. His his existence comes from Himself. He's not produced from a higher existence. He doesn't have a cause which which preceded Him, God forbid. Therefore, only him, him in His very essence has the ability to create something, a yesh, which feels itself also to be independent, to create that yesh out of nothingness. In a way that the yesh, the yesh anivra, feels itself to be an independent entity without any source to it. So that is the whole idea which is expressed in this word, Havaya. So the, the idea here expressed is, so this idea of Havaya now expresses this concept that Hashem in His very essence is what brings into being this Ayin. Like we said earlier, there's the Ayin of the Yesh Hamiti and the Ayin of the Yesh Anivra. So Hashem in His very essence is what brings about this Ayin. We said there has to be an Ayin between these two Yeshes. There has to be a concealment of the Creator from the creation. And that's what this idea of this Ayin means, that Hashem in His very essence is what brings about this stage of Ayin, the stage of concealment, that therefore there should be a level of divinity that is concealed and contracted, condensed, that has the ability to enliven in an internal way, to internalize, to enliven, to be infused within the yesh, within the creation. So that is the idea expressed in the word Havaya, which seems to be very similar to Elikeinu, to Elikim, both names of Hashem implying godliness, but because they're just names of Hashem, implying Hashem, how Hashem relates to creation, so they're just godliness on a certain level, or relating to levels of godliness, not to Hashem in His very essence, which they do, obviously, because they're names of Hashem, they refer to His very essence, but how that essence expresses itself in certain ways. And Elikeinu, our God, has a different idea which it expresses, a different intellectual idea. It means, like it says in Shechonarich, 
comes from also the Likim is Lashon Koyach, like it says, it's Eli Haaretz Lakach, the Giboyri Haaretz. So you see that the idea of Eilim is Giboyrim, strength. So Likainu means our strength, Hashem is our strength and our life force. That this is the idea, the general intellectual idea which is expressed in this word is that the chayusim shall Yisrael, that the life force of the Jewish people v'koicham hu yisbarich, and their power derives from Hashem. The Yiddish chayis on the Yiddish koyach is a getlicher that the God, the Jewish vitality, and the Jewish power that we have is a spiritual power, a godly power, which is infused, implanted within them from Hashem. Like we see clearly that this, the Jewish people have this special godly power implanted within them. How do we see this? Like the Medrash says that there's, the Jewish people are like one little sheep among 70 wolves, referring to the 70 nations of the world. And nevertheless, even though these wolves are vicious, and usually the wolves attack the sheep, devour it, nevertheless, this one little, little sheep of the Jewish people still remains, it's still guarded and remains in existence throughout all of the entirety of creation, um, the existence of the world. We have never dissipated, thank God. How can this be? This only can be because we are imbued with a godly power, a godly energy, and therefore we transcend anything, any powers which try to rule over us. That's what it means. Our God, that Hashem is our power, our life force. Who is Baruch? Is unzer Lebanon, and unzer Kraft. Hashem is our life and our very and our power. So now we see that the concepts expressed through Avaya and Elikenu are two individual and unique concepts different from each other. Even though these two words are very similar, they both refer to Hashem and godliness and how Hashem is relating to creation, but they're very different in their ideas which they express. Avaya expressing the idea of creation and how Hashem in his very essence is the only one that can bring about an entity which feels itself to be independent, and that he does that through this idea of the ayin ve'emsa, this concealment of godliness in between, like we said. And the Kenu expresses the idea that Hashem is a our life force of the Jewish people is godly. And therefore, we have this power which totally transcends nature, and that's why, even though we're the smallest people, not so powerful, naturally powerful, nevertheless, we have this amazing ability to always exist. Nobody can get rid of us, thank God, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so we see that these, each word has its own individual, unique and definition and concept which it's expressing. And so too we can apply this to the concepts expressed in the words Melech and Oilam, King of the World. There are two um, unique intellectual ideas different from each other expressed through these two words, King and World. The Inyan Oilam the idea of world is a totally different concept, which is expressed through um, a totally different concept than the idea of melech, of king. But when you bring these two ideas together, of king and world together, now it's a new concept, which is, comes out and expressed through both of them. That this type of kingship of Hashem is not just a king, over a country, or even a king over the whole world, he's a king over the whole world. What does that mean over the whole world? Meaning over the whole universe, not just over a king, a flesh and blood king, which rules over the whole world, which his edicts are followed 
and his law is what applies to the whole world. But that king doesn't have the ability to make people, to take away people's lives, to give life, to make things grow, etc. Hashem is the king of the world, of the whole universe, first of all, of all the galaxies. And also, he's a king in the sense where he controls everything, whereas a flesh and blood king doesn't control everything. He doesn't control every person's life and the actual giving of the life. So we see that there's a different, whole different idea which is expressed when you put these two letter, these two words of Melech Ha'ilam, which are totally, totally two different ideas, put them together, a huge idea, a, a, a lot greater idea expressed when you put them together. So the idea of Melech Ha'ilam is similar to the idea of Hashem, we call Hashem Ha'ilam, the master of the worlds. But now, when you say Melech Ha'ilam, it's referring to more of a concept of Melucha, of kingship, and which is different when you get into the details than the idea of an Odin, of a master. A master and a king. A king being a lot higher level. But now, when you put all six of these concepts, of these definitions, of these ideas together into one word, and to make this bracha, the intellectual idea which is expressed when all these six are combined together is transcends and is higher a lot more than all the individual ideas which are expressed through each of these words by itself. Uhu, and what is this idea which is expressed when you bring them all together? That there should be a, a drawing down of a blessing of Hashem, basically of revelation divinity, of blessings from Hashem, from Atta, from Hashem's very essence, a nickname for Hashem's Atmos. And this blessing should be drawn down into Baruch Atta Havaya. So first of all, Baruch also implies um, the idea of Hamshacha, like it says, he brought down the vine in order to graft it into uh, to replant it into the earth. So bracha is the idea of amshacha. Shatum shacha bracha. Atah there should be a drawing down of godliness from Atah from Hashem's very essence into brachat havaya into havaya shuha mahava hakoil, who is the creator of everything. The tam v'soyed the atzmi adua rak v'atzmi And the reason why he creates everything is a hidden secret only known to Hashem's very essence. So this. We're asking that there should be a drawing down of divinity, of revelation from Hashem's very essence into Havaya, meaning into the source of creation, which um, which the reason for this creation is something which only Hashem knows. Just like the creations don't have the ability to understand, to comprehend the way of the creation, how creation came about, which is in a way of Yeshmi'ayin, something from nothing, we don't have the ability to understand that because there's not, not a concept like that doesn't exist within the physical world. We can never create Yashmi'ayin. Like it says in the Chimumura, even if all the sages would get together, they would never be able to even create the wing of a fly. We don't have the ability to create Yashmi'ayin, something from nothing. Um, so just like we don't have the ability to understand the way of creation, so too we don't have the ability to understand the reason for creation, the reason for the Havaya, for the fact that Hashem creates everything. It's only something which is hidden and known to Hashem's very essence. May He be blessed and may He be, um, may He ascend. He is very high, the sublime one. And when this revelation that some shach from Hashem's very essence is drawn through the level of divinity which relates to creation of Ayat, then, then this level of divinity will be drawn down, this amazing level of divinity, coming directly from Hashem's essence, that's why it's called Nifla, amazing, removed level of divinity, be drawn into Elikeinu, our God, meaning, the life force and the vitality and the power of the Jewish souls will now be infused with this revelation of Hashem's very essence, 
to bring about to be the king of the worlds. The Nishami Israel Al Yidei What does this mean? That when we are infused with this revelation from Hashem's very essence, we can cause that Hashem should be the king of the worlds. The Nishami Israel that the Jewish souls through their service, divine service of fulfilling Torah, learning Torah and fulfilling mitzvahs, should fulfill, complete the sublime, the supernal intention, Hashem's intention, essential intention, purpose, and creation of the worlds. Like we said, that only Hashem knows this purpose. Um, like, it says, like the sages say, it says in the Zer, that it rose in Hashem's word, it rose in Hashem's will, Hashem desired to be king. We don't know why He desired to be king. It's something above our ability to understand. But through the fact that we make this bracha and we draw down from Hashem's very essence and become infused with an amazing level of divinity, which lights up our souls and gives us a special power and special life force and vitality and enthusiasm. Therefore, we can cause this idea of melech ha'ilam. We can cause that through our avoid of Tehidimitzis, that there should be fulfilled the Hashem's purpose in all of creation of the oilam, this purpose which we can't understand, that Hashem wanted to be king of the worlds. Through us making this bracha, being infused with the vitality from Hashem's very essence, then we can bring that vitality of Hashem's essence into the worlds and create a data for Hashem, which will then fulfill the whole ultimate purpose that Hashem created the world for. The reason why He desired to be um, king over the worlds, which we don't know the true reason behind that, why He desired that. But we can fulfill it through making this bracha and being infusing all of creation with the revelation of Hashem's very essence and creating that dwelling place for Hashem in the lowest realms. So here we see the amazing concept which comes out when you combine all these words together to create this bracha, this matbeah, nusach bracha, the drawing down of godliness and baruch from Atta, from Hashem's very essence, into Havaya, into within creation, the level of divinity, which is lower level of godliness, which is the source of creation. Then that from there, trickling into Elikeinu, into the Shami Sisrael, our God, into the becoming the Uyr and our Chayis. And then bring about Melech Ha'ilam, bring about the fulfillment of Hashem's purpose of being king over the worlds, which is a purpose which we cannot understand, just like we cannot understand the Yashmi'ayin. That's the fourth level of the revelation of intellectual idea, which is expressed when you mix, to combine together a lot of words to form a complete sentence, which is a brings out a which is which ascends higher and is a higher revelation, a higher expression. And each individual word in and of itself, like we explained, that each word has an amazing concept which explains, which expresses. Havaya, Hisabus, only the power of the Jewish souls is directly from Hashem, is godly, therefore we have this ability to transcend nature. But when you bring these all together, it expresses a whole different idea which transcends, which is higher than all of them all put together. Stop there at the beginning of Isvav.